At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as being a lot of baseball here on this Wednesday. It's the main game in town, and then we get Thursday night football with a few college football games and a few NFL games on Thursday. But here on Wednesday, with us being two weeks away from the start of the MLB playoffs, we're going to be hitting a lot upon that. But I'll take some break, a little bit of a break, talk a little football with Kalen Jones in about 15 or so minutes. Does absolutely excellent work being able to cover a wide variety of different things. I know that he does a Week in Sports History podcast as well, so he is a man that is very well-versed. We're going to be joined by him in a few minutes talking about that, and we're going to have a good time with it, and we're going to have a great time taking a look at a little bit of baseball action as well. If you missed my DK Nation pick for the Diamond in our number two, we're going to be hitting that at the end of the show, and we've got to give a little bit of a shout-out here to all the people that work so hard behind the scenes because I know that someone commented on my Twitter feed, and very rightfully so, that you need to give some props to your producer that does a great job of being able to book all these guests. And that'd be Jason Kahn, one of the best in the business. You've got Taylor. He gets me set up on audio. It's why everything sounds so smooth. And then Nick, he is the man that puts up all the graphics. He's our technical director. It says a great piece of an experience, but it really is a team that makes everything function. I am here to try to give out some good picks. The guys behind the scenes, they do absolutely amazing work. They always set me up in a good position. I am the luckiest man in the industry because this team is absolutely terrific. And now 
time for me to do my part and take a look at a few games that we've got on the Wednesday board. And I do think that this one is going to be rather fascinating as let's go 979-980 on the betting board. The New York Yankees coming off of a very dramatic win against the Pittsburgh Pirates on Tuesday. They're going to look to have it be a little bit less of a sweat on Wednesday as you've got Luis Severino taking the bump for the Yankees and Aronzi Contreras is going to be on the bump for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Total on this game is eight and with the Yankees, they're a whopper of a favorite between here at Circa, I'm seeing the lowest number at minus 276. High number I'm seeing is minus 305. And if you like the Pittsburgh Pirates, like I do in this spot, you're going to be getting anywhere between plus 240 and plus 250. And with Ronzi Contreras, he has been really good for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a young 22-year-old. And if you don't know the name right now, this is a valuable time to be able to know it because this kid is going to be a stud for a very long time, in my opinion. He's been able to overall for the season post up a 324 ERA. Walks are a little bit of an issue with him. He's been giving up about 3.8 walks per nine innings, but he missed a little bit of time towards, I would say, the month of July. He was on the injured list, and the Pirates clearly had him on a little bit of a pitch count. Now they're letting him go here, final few starts of the season, and Baronsi Contreras, it has been nothing short of remarkable his last five starts. His last five starts, he has given up a combined Five runs, buck 65 ERA, giving up one home run in that time span. He's been able to lower the walks to about three walks per nine innings. And the team has been able to post up a three and two record in this fan. And as a matter of fact, they've won three out of their last four games. And you might be wondering what the competition was that Romsey Contreras has done in his last five starts where he's only given up five runs. How about this? The Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Toronto Blue Jays, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Cincinnati Reds. And the Cincinnati Reds game was on the road in one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks that you're going to find in all of baseball. Ronzi Contreras has been absolutely masterful. He's going up against someone in Luis Severino who's literally making his first start since the All-Star break. With Luis Severino, yep, he was having a nice start to the season, closing up right around a 345 ERA. The strikeout numbers are back from not quite peak Luis Severino, but 10 strikeouts per nine innings. That'll play. He was giving up about two and a half walks per nine innings as well, but... This is going to be his first start really in two, a little bit more than two months. And you're probably going to need to have someone like a Clark Schmidt piggybacking off of him because I don't think that we're going to see Severino pitch his normal allotment of innings. And for the New York Yankees, the bullpen looked like a hot mess yesterday. As Clay Holmes is going up against his old team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, he has really regressed here towards the second half of the season. Aroldis Chapman all season long has been a little bit touch and go. Now, they did not have to use up Lucas Lukey yesterday. He has been someone that has been impressing me. Wadi Peralta has been able to give you a sub-3 ERA as well. But for the New York Yankees, you do have some issues there. And, well, if you've got issues with the Pittsburgh Pirates, it is their bullpen as well. Now, good news is Chase Young did not come out of the bullpen yesterday. He's got a sub-250 ERA. He's able to offer the Pirates multiple innings. Manny Benuelos has actually been halfway decent along with Will Crow. Both of these guys had been able to supply a sub 4-10 ERA prior to yesterday's game. And then Will Crow, he gave up five runs and didn't get a single out in the ninth inning. So, good going there. But for the Pittsburgh Pirates, you do have Brian Reynolds in this fold. He's been able to hit a 260. He's supplied 24 home runs. That's been solid. Cabrian A's, Michael Chavis, along with someone like Rodolfo Castro, in between about a 235 to a 245, moving the line, drawing a few walks for the Yankees. Not a lot of protection around... Aaron Judge, as John Carlos saying, he hits that big walk-off grand slam for the team as he and Anthony Rizzo, a combined 58 home runs, but these two guys throwing there as Waldo Cabrera, 
They have not been able to do a good job of moving the line. They're hitting a 230 or lower along with as well Josh Donaldson. Now Harrison Bader comes back and in his first game as a New York Yankee, he goes two for four. He provides three RBI and he's certainly going to play better defense than Aaron Hicks. I know that any New York Yankees fan listening to this, when you hear Aaron Hicks, you probably want to gouge your ears out because it's not so great what's been happening with that. But that said, that is an upgrade for the Yankees. We shall see how he does moving forward. Aaron Judge, now the watch is going to be when he hits home run number 61, which if you want to get really technical, for those that watch the movie 61, many people thought that the Roger Maris record wasn't legitimate because he got extra games. Well, Aaron Judge has outdone this in fewer than 152 games what the season was back when Babe Ruth did it. So now we could say that it was legitimate, but for Aaron Judge, it's been a masterful season. And right now, if you're taking a look at a little bit of a prop, by the way, odds for Aaron Judge to get the triple crown, the yes is even money. And he's about two points away from Luis Arias of the Minnesota Twins in terms of best batting average in the American League. He's also up there with Sander Bogarts. Bogarts has had a nice season, so we shall see if he's able to win the Triple Crown. That is going to be a very exciting race, but when it comes to the New York Yankees, I just feel like they're getting overpriced. I think that they're going to be able to get a few runs off, off of Ronsi Contreras. I don't think that he's going to quite keep up the ridiculous pace, but I also think that the Pirates are going to get runs off of Luis Severino, and I don't think that Luis Severino is going to be long for this game. Felt like this number should have been closer or like a 210. You're clearly paying a Yankees tax, making Luis Severino in his first start in over two months a $3 favorite is just too far here. I'm going to be taking the Pirates in the spot with Severino probably not giving his full allotment of innings as well. Set my total a little bit north of eight, so I'm going to be taking a look at an over as well. And when it comes to teams out there in the American League East, certainly is a fascinating division. And this team probably played their way out of the postseason on Tuesday. Very unfortunate, but... They still have quite a bit to play for. 965, 966 on the board. Yep, you know I'm talking about the Baltimore Orioles. They're going to be playing us to the Detroit Tigers as Matt, don't call him Peyton Manning, going to be going for the Detroit Tigers. And Jordan Lyles is on the bump for Baltimore. And Baltimore, they're at DraftKings, a minus 170 favor. We've seen a lot of books lower this some more around a minus 155. So that's the only number you have. I would say stay patient with the Baltimore Orioles. And right around about a plus 140 to a plus 145 is your number on Detroit. So they're offering the best number on the Detroit Tigers right now with your total being between eight and eight and a half clear divide in the market on that front. But I take a look at the Orioles and I'm going to bypass this money line because I'm seeing at DraftKings, while they don't have a great money line price on the Orioles, they've got a good run line price of a plus 125. And I'm willing to fire in on that. I needed at least a plus 115. And for Baltimore, it's just all about the way that Jordan Lyles has been able to pitch at home rather than on the road. For Jordan Lyles, he has been always a home run pitcher as he gave up, I believe it was 38 home runs last season. I was with the Texas Rangers and Jordan Lyles is on the road. The deep ball is flying, but Camden Yards has a little bit of different ballpark dimensions. And as a result, he has been able to take a massive advantage of them. For Jordan Lyles at home this season, he's been posting up right around about a 3-5 ERA. Has done a nice job holding down the fort. Meanwhile, on the road, this goes to a 548 and he's given up 23 home runs this season. 74 innings at home, 87 on the road. He's given up 18 of those 23 home runs when he's been on the road. Clearly an issue. His strikeout numbers actually go up dramatically when he's on the road as well. But you give up the deep ball like that, that's not too terrific. And for the Detroit Tigers, you want to talk about a guy with home and road splits. How about if we look at our good friend Matt Manning? Because ever since he has come into the MLB, made his debut last season, his ERA at home has been about two and a half points higher. or two and a half points better 
than it has been when he's been on the road. His career road ERA is a 605 compared to a 399 ERA at home. That is just absolutely massive. And his home runs per nine rate is actually relatively similar. He just gets tattooed when he's on the road because Detroit, another one of those relatively pitcher-friendly ballparks. He's had opponents hit a 303 off of him on the road, a 235 when he's been at home. And he's not much of a strikeout guy with seven strikeouts for nine innings this season. And for the Baltimore Orioles, you've got a lot of guys doing a good job moving the line. Gunnar Henderson, ever since he got called up to the big leagues as Beyblade at 300, you've got a pair of guys in Ori Mateo along with Cedric Mullins, both offering at least 30 stolen bases. And Mullins is hitting at 265. And then you got guys like Ryan McKenna throwing their Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, a whole bunch of guys sitting between about a 242-250. And with Santander and Mountcastle, a combined 49 home runs. And for the Detroit Tigers, just a deplorable offense at this point. You have so many guys like Ryan Clydler, along with Akil Badu, Cody Clements, Jonathan Scope. You're able to throw in there Jameer Candelario, all these guys, and get 220 or lower. Offense has been a little bit better over the last month, but you've also noticed the Baltimore Orioles just do a supreme job with their bullpen pitching. Dino Perez, Dylan Tate, Felix Batista, Joey Crebiel, Keegan Aiken, all these guys supplying an ERA of a 3-2 or lower. So a circumstance where I made the Orioles minus 170 on the money line, but willing to take the run line in this spot because I do think that the Orioles are going to be able to shut down this Tigers offense. So my total is 7.6. So looking under and looking at the Baltimore Orioles and coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the great game of football. As Kalen Jones, he does absolutely amazing work over with the Sports History This Week podcast. He's going to be joining me on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head on over to vsun.com slash horses now to register. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsun, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Kalen Jones. He does a great job with This Week in Sports History, that podcast done by the History Channel. And I know this guy does a great job taking a look at the game of football. And Kalen, it's great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Of course, Greg. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. I am as well. And I'm excited to see what we get Thursday night since that is going to be leading things off. And it's the lowest total on the board between the Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Find that total anywhere between about a 38 to a 38 and a half with the Browns starting to get steamed up a little bit more, seeing them as a four and a half point favorite. This opened up at three. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because with the Steelers, not an inspiring effort to say the least against the New England Patriots. And when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, well, that was a collapse to say the least. So I do think that it's going to make for an interesting game and a game that typically does not involve a lot of scoring. Yeah, that's the thing. You've nailed it. Typically, this game does not involve a lot of scoring between the, the Browns and the Steelers. And that's the thing, Greg. Like, if you look at the four times that the Browns and Steelers have met on Thursday night football, all of them have finished below 38 total points. So I think when you consider the fact that, as you mentioned, the Steelers offense is not particularly, you know, setting the world on fire considering their quarterback play. I think the same can be said of the Cleveland Browns, despite them getting, you know, I think 26 points in, in week one. 30 points last week against the Jets. Um, I do expect Mike Tomlin and the Steelers defense to be a a bit more formidable 
uh, than some of the previous opponents that they faced. So I think that, you know, that 110 number for 38 under uh, in this matchup, I think is a really interesting play. And especially when you consider that there's a trend, at least in 2020, when we saw with all the COVID games, you know, there was only one game on Thursday night that finished with a 38 points or fewer in that game or in Thursday night football, but five of those games over 30% of contests last year on Thursday night finished with that number. So I think you're playing pretty good odds here. And even with, you know, Miles Garrett being out, Jadavian Clowney being out for the Browns. Again, when you look at where the Steelers are at offensively, um, where my, Mitch Trubisky and in terms of his chemistry with some of the uh, offensive skill players around him, I, I don't think that I would be too intimidated by either team really threatening this line, even with Cleveland having looked decent against some lower level opponents over the first two weeks. Yep. The Cleveland Browns certainly did not play great defense in the final two minutes, but the first 58 minutes of that game, it was a good effort. Now it was against the New York Jets, but how much of an upgrade are the Pittsburgh Steelers to the New York Jets on offense? I don't know, but in terms of the defense, the Steelers are a clear upgrade as well. And with Jacoby Brissett has not been going too well on that front either. And I do think that it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting just in this week in general, because I'm noticing a lot of lower totals and that is correlated with the fact that we've got some teams that have been very fascinating in terms of the way that they've been putting things up. But the one total that we've seen go up is the Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. We mentioned it in terms of a collapse that we wound up seeing last week. And one of those big collapses, that was the Baltimore Ravens and the beneficiaries were the Miami Dolphins. But we've seen this line wind up ticking up what do you make just in general out of Bills versus Dolphins? Well, I, I think that you're right for looking at that over total. I think when you consider the way that the offense is constructed for the Miami Dolphins, I, I think we've seen in past years what happens when we take average quarterbacks or at least quarterbacks who are really good at decision-making and put them within these Kyle Shanahan offensive schemes. Not only that, you're putting a, a really high-talented decision-maker into a tag of Iloa for all of the flack that he catches on social media about his arm strength and him not being a franchise quarterback, him being drafted uh, ahead of, I think, Justin Herbert, you know, all the, the trash talk about him. This is a guy who in college at Alabama, I think his best trait was always going to the right guy at the right time. Sure. They were wide open because they're at Alabama, but that's what's happening here. Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins is doing a great job of manufacturing uh, and scheming. Tyreek Hill, who's arguably one of the most explosive offensive players, you know, in the modern era, uh, along with Jalen Waddle, who seems to be on a similar track, getting those guys in the open space and scheming them wide open. And I think, you know, that gives them a really good shot to push the Buffalo Bills. That's not to say they might win, but they have a really good shot to push them here. I agree with you because that leads into what we're going to be seeing on Sunday from the Baltimore Ravens who are on the road taking on the New England Patriots because that was the one comeback that I saw last week that I felt like it spoke more about the Miami Dolphins than the team that blew the lead, the Baltimore Ravens. Certainly want to see the Ravens play a little bit of better defense, but still I was more impressed by the Miami Dolphins, whereas with the Cleveland Browns, I was just a little bit more out on them in general when it came to their collapse. But with the Ravens, find them as three-point favorites. They're going to be on the road against the New England Patriots. And no doubt, Bill Belichick, still the coach of the Patriots. We know what he's capable of, but his coordinators not doing the great Greatest job of scheming things up for Mac Jones and with the Ravens. You still have Lamar Jackson give a really good effort last week. I like the Ravens in the spot. Not sure if you're with me on this or not, but I felt like the collapses that the Ravens had just spoke more to the Miami Dolphins in general. 
Yeah, no, I'm in firm agreement with you, Greg. That's the thing. You got to trust your eyes and what we saw throughout the first half of that contest, right? Lamar Jackson was playing MVP caliber football. And I think when you consider, you know, the collapse, sure, they started to stall offensively. Defensively, I think some of those uh, points and moments where they were exposed came because, like I mentioned, they were going up against, a, you know, two superstars offensively, two uh, players in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who pose, uh, who can really tilt a game for a defense and an offense. I mean, it, it, from what they were able to do schematically, Miami, um, New England will not be able to do that. <laughs> they don't offer the same type of offensive firepower. And while I do think Mac Jones, uh, you know, ironically enough, does deserve some credit for the development that he's shown throughout the first few weeks, and even though it hasn't resulted in points, um, I, I don't think that the Ravens uh, will have too big of an issue slowing down the Patriots' offensive weapons in comparison to the Dolphins. And that's the thing. You look and you consider the last matchup that Lamar Jackson had against a, a Bill Belichick defense. I know that it was in the sloppy rain-filled contest, you know, two seasons ago. Other than that, I mean, Lamar Jackson had his way in that first meet against Bill Belichick's defense. So, so long as uh, Lamar Jackson is still playing at the level that we saw throughout the first half, um, assuming that they build a lead at any point, I would not be, you know, as nervous as I was watching the Dolphins, you know, be able to, to orchestrate a comeback against Baltimore last week. And I felt coming into the season that the Ravens had a good shot of winning the AFC this year. I feel that strongly about them. Now, the Buffalo Bills are playing relatively well right now. No question about it. But I still think that this bit. is a Ravens that, that are going to be in for a good year as well. But when it comes to a team that a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon with after week one, that is the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people jumped on before the season with the Detroit Lions as well because of hard knocks, line to bite, kneecaps, and everything like that. But now these two teams are going to be squaring off against one another. And this line has dropped a little bit. The Minnesota Vikings were right around a 7.5 to an 8-point favorite before Monday Night Football. This has come down to 6. Totals between 53 and 53 and a half, which I agree with that total move because with the Lions, defense has not really been there to begin the season. Offense certainly has been. And the Lions are coming off a nice momentum-building win. Certainly, I do think that they weren't being the underdog here, but this six line is very intriguing. If I were to take a look at anything, I'd probably look at the Lions, but I personally am leaning a bit more towards the over. I don't blame you for leaning towards the over. I'm going to go with Detroit plus six, and I know that you mentioned that the line started out you know, closer to eight or seven points, but I think this is the thing. When you consider the matchup, I mean, you mentioned people falling in love with the Lions for their culture. Dan Campbell, bite kneecaps, and everything else. Yes, but you, you consider how well the Lions played the Vikings over the last two matchups. And even if you go over to the third, they've been able to keep this game within two points. None of these three matchups have been decided by more than two points. And I think the Lions have made tangible improvement starting up front defensively with their pass rush. Obviously, going out and getting Aiden Hutchinson, who I think had three sacks in the first half last week, was impressive. Um, I think that plays into, you know, them being able to slow down Kirk Cousins and the Vikings off. So far to this point, Cousins is the seventh most pressured quarterback. Again, granted, smaller sample size. He's been, uh, you know, pressured on 30% of his dropbacks. Fourth highest turnover worthy play rate, which means he's going to put the ball in jeopardy. Going against a team in the lines that love the blitz. They blitz at a 41% clip, which is the fourth highest in the league. And so that's the thing. For If the lines are able to, you know, force any type of turnovers, it leads into what they're able to do offensively, which is establish the run. They're second right now in EPA or expected points added um, in terms of rushing the football, whereas the Lions, or excuse me, the Vikings are 29th defensively 
in stopping the run in terms of EPA. So I think when you consider that the Lions have Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift to be able to hammer them, um, and if they are able to generate any type of turnovers and get the Vikings offense off schedule, they should be able to keep this close just as they have over the past two seasons. And the good news with that as well is that the most targeted man on Monday Night Football, that would be Darius Slay by Kirk Cousins last week as well. So that plays into the favor of the Lions as well. And playing into our favor was having you aboard, Kalen. I know that you do absolutely tremendous work, and it was great to have you on tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate you having me. Great to get Kalen aboard. Talk a little bit about the NFL slate for this week because it is going to be a big one. And coming up next, we've got a nice MLB slate for this Wednesday. We'll be diving into there next here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season off on the right foot, foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, which recaps all the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests 24 7 video season prep which includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get beats and pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to beats.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the sports betting network as Back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. was great to get Kalen Jones aboard. He does a great job over with the Sports History This Week podcast as part of the History Channel, and he does amazing work taking a look at the game of football. So it was a pleasure to get him aboard, and we're going to be talking a lot of football all week long. And heck, on this show, we had a lot in terms of college football, the NFL, but here in the final two segments, what is going to be on the docket for Wednesday is going to be a lot of baseball. So... And take a look on that front as we're about two weeks away from the start of the MLB playoffs. And let me tell you, I absolutely love the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I also love the MLB playoffs as well. I think that we're going to have some great series this year, and I think that things can get a little bit topsy-turvy. And let's take a look at a game that is going to be involving two teams that are going to be competitive for the postseason. And in my opinion, they should be able to make the NL card. 959-960 on the board. It is the San Diego Padres. They play us to the St. Louis Cardinals. Miles Michaelis is going to be going for the cards, and Blake Snell is on the bump for the Padres. And the Padres, they're as high as a minus 125 favorite, as low as a minus 116. And with the Cardinals, right around about plus 105 to plus 112 is your number on them, with 7.5 being the total. A little bit of juice on the over of 7.5. And with Blake Snell, he's really turned over a new leaf. This guy had been really bad towards the beginning part of the season. And he still needs to lock in on the command a little bit. With Blake Sell, he's still giving up a little bit less than four walks per nine innings. It's right around 3.7, 3.8. But take a look at what he's done since the beginning part of the season. It's been relatively a solid turnaround because his first nine starts of the season, the team lost eight of them. They just were not terrific. If you throw out that game in which he was supposed to start against the Aeros at the Diamondbacks, never wound up actually taking them out. And that was not too amazing. But take a look at things ever since then. And Blake Sell has been significantly better since July 23rd. So since the All-Star break, he's made 11 starts. He's got a 270 ERA, starting to flash a little bit more of that Cy Young form in this time span. He's been able to get about 11 half strikeouts, 
per nine innings. And the walks, they're significantly lower. 14 walks and 60 innings for Blake Snell. That's right around two walks per nine innings. That'll fly no matter who you are. The batting average for our opponents is a little bit up, but feels like he's not trying to strike the world out and trying to light it ablaze. Instead, he's willing to pitch you a little bit more contact, and that has actually worked out very well for Blake Snell and for Miles Michaelis. You know that this guy is not going to put guys on cheaply. As for Michaelis, he has been giving out less than two walks per nine innings all season long, and he's done a relatively solid job of keeping the ball in the yard, but he's got some of the more dramatic home and road splits among a pitcher that is on a contender right now. As for Michaelis, five and nine on the road compared to six and three at home, and on the road, he's been giving up about 1.3 home runs per nine innings compared to more around 1.05 home runs per nine innings when he has been at home. And with the ERA on the road, it balloons. It goes from 238 at home to a 456 on the road. Now, with the St. Louis Cardinals, I do not expect the offensive effort that we did not see on Monday or on Tuesday because, well, with the offensive effort that we got on Tuesday, he scored as many runs as yours truly, but I do expect it to be a little bit better because you still have Nolan Arenado hitting at 295. He and Paul Goldschmidt, north of 60 home runs between the two of them. Goldschmidt, a 410 on base. And then you got a pair of guys that are hitting above a 300 post All Star break. And one makes sense Albert Pools. He has been absolutely on fire post All Star break, getting a home run every 10 at bats. But the other guy has been Corey Dickerson. He's hitting north of a 335 since the All Star break. Brendan Donovan does a good job moving the line. He's hitting a 280. Tommy Edmond has done a good job with being in the top five of the National League in terms of stolen bases, hitting a 270. So, formidable lineup. And for the San Diego Padres, Awesome Kim has really been one of the top hitters for this team in the second half of the season. He, Drixen Profar, Juan Soto, Drake Cronenworth, Austin Nola, they're all in that neighborhood of about a 237 to a 250 for Soto. And Josh Bell, who came over from the Washington Nationals, just been a disappointment because overall for the season, Soto has a 409 base and right around 240 average. But since he's come over to San Diego, he's only been hitting about a 225 along with his teammate in Bell. You've got Jose Azucar, though. He's been able to 280. And for the San Diego Padres, what's very good about having out there on the bump Blake Sell is that he's starting to be able to log a few more innings. And that's big because the bullpen for the Padres is currently without Nabel Crisman, one of their better pieces. They had to use up Luis Garcia yesterday as well. And since the game over from the Milwaukee Brewers, it's just been a sad, sad story for Josh Hader as he's been posting up a 10 ERA. Meanwhile, for the St. Louis Cardinals, you do have Andre Pallante if you need a long guy, but with Michaelis not giving up a lot of walks, you don't need to go to the bullpen as much, and they're dealing with an ailment of their own. Genesis Cabrera, who's been solved for them, is currently on the injured list. Now, Giovanni Gallegos is posting up right around 3 ERA. Ryan Elsley, he's been able to supply a sub-2 ERA all season long as well, but I do think that with the Padres, they are going to get a leg up because Blake Snell has been so dominant at home. And I do think that with Miles Michaelis having his issues on the road, that is going to nip them in the butt. And for the Padres, they have been a bottom five team in the uh, in the National League in terms of runs per game at home. But I do think that with the way that Snell is pitching, they're going to be able to pull out a lower scoring game. Semi-total is 7.2 on my handicap. So here at a 7.5, I'm looking under with the Padres. Was willing to lay up to more like a minus 135 in this spot. So going to be willing to take a shot on the San Diego Padres as well. And when it comes to the National League West, we've also got a pair of teams that are not going to be competing for the Fall Classic. But with that said, I do think that it's still a relatively intriguing matchup and one can extract some value from 957, 958 on the betting board. It's the San Francisco Giants. They're going to be on the road playing against the Colorado Rockies as Erdemann Marquez is going to be going for the Rockies and Logan Webb goes 
for the Giants and the Giants. They're between minus 132 and minus 135 favorites and between plus 115 and plus 124, the number on Colorado. Total on this game is 10. We saw a lot of 10 and a half early and this is a total that is cratering as well because with the 10, the juice is also on the under. And I think we've went a little bit too far, especially with a pair of bullpens that, to put it politely, they've been garbage. The San Diego or the San Francisco Giants, they're in the bottom 10 in bullpen ERA. Colorado Rockies are in the bottom five in terms of bullpen ERA this season. So not terrific on either front. Now the Giants, they've been a little bit better post-all-star break in terms of their ERA, but the Colorado Rockies, they've still been in the bottom six in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA post-all-star break as well. And with the extra running game that we saw on Monday and coupled with just these pitchers in general that have been making starts for both of these teams that has not been too terrific. As a matter of fact, the San Francisco Giants bullpen is a little bit taxed because they utilize a bullpen game on Tuesday. So darn near everyone had to throw. Now you've got guys like a Jarlin Garcia, Camilio Defoe throwing there, John Brebbia, posting up a sub 3-3 ERA. But when you get into guys like Junior Marte, Tyler Rogers, not too terrific. And for the San Francisco Giants, they've done a good job of platooning all season long. I do have my question marks with how much offense they're going to be able to generate with having guys like Dario Estrada, Austin Slater, and Jock Peterson hanging between about a 262-270. But Peterson has missed quite a bit of time this year just due to the splits in general and due to a little bit of ailment. And then other than those three guys, you really don't have anyone else hitting above a 245 other than Luis Gonzalez, who plays very, very infrequently. Meanwhile, for the Colorado Rockies, they do hit about 40 points higher when they're at home rather than on the road. But Maybe deal with an ailment to Brandon Rogers. He's been out for quite a bit for this team. They're also dealing with an injury to Jose Iglesias, who's been able to hit 300 all season long. Now, you do have CJ Krohn among his 29 home runs this season. 22 have come at home, and that's big and a big reason why I do look at this over for the Colorado Rockies, because with the Rockies, they average right around 1.1 home runs per game at home, 0.6 on the road, and they're the top-scoring team at home in all baseball with right around 5.8 runs per game. This craters by about two and a half runs per game when they're on the road. But with Logan Webb, he's been able to do a nice job in terms of his home and road splits. Busting up a little bit below a three ERA when he's at home, but more like a three ten ERA on the road. Last year, that was closer to a four. And for Irma Marquez, he has been a disaster when he has been at home this season. He's got a three fifty ERA when he's on the road. At home, this is north of six. And for Irma Marquez, credit where credit is due. He's been able to shape up a little bit here in the second half of the season because first half of the season, you wanted absolutely no part of him, whether he be at home or on the road. As he had a 5.47 ERA, he has dropped that by a full point here in the second half of the campaign, but still giving up way too many bombs. He has given up 28 home runs this season. That ranks in the top 10 among all active big league pitchers. He's been giving up right around a home run and a half per nine innings. His walks are up 3.2 walks per nine innings. His 7.1 strikeouts per nine innings. That is the lowest it's been since his rookie year in 2016. I think that Logan Webb going to go out, going to give a little bit of a better start. One lay up to about a minus 132 with the Giants. Would be willing to take about a plus 120 on the run line as well. And I do like this total over as well. And here in the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience, going to be hitting upon my DK Nation pick for the Diamond on Wednesday. And you've got plenty of action that's going to be happening on the Diamond. Going to try to unearth as much cash as humanly possible. From the dirt here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey 
Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace them up for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offered every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you can take back as a free bet of up to $25 and may draw on any player to score the first touchdown of Sunday Night Football. And you get your money back if they score at any time via a free bet. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. It is the final segment and we're going to be hitting upon a lot of football all week long here at Visa. We hit on a lot of it tonight with our wonderful guests and Today's pro tip in terms of our number three of the Greg Peterson experience, which we give one out every single hour here on the network, visa.com. So I subscribe to become a pro subscriber is don't be afraid of playing some of these low totals under. We're noticing it in the Thursday night football game that we were talking about with Kalen Jones in the previous segment here earlier in the hour. But right now we're seeing a total between 38 and 30 and a half in Thursday night football. And we've seen 20 totals since the beginning of the 2010 season, be 40 or below in Thursday Night Football, the under 15 and 5 in those Thursday Night Football games. So do not be afraid to play some of these low totals under. That is a pro tip for this hour. And what we've got coming up here in the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is a little bit of baseball as we've got a lot going down on the diamond on Wednesday. And let's get things kicked off with my DK Nation pick. Hopefully it fares a little bit better than it did on Tuesday with banking on the Houston Astros having a little bit too much partying going on on Tuesday. Well, turns out it looked like the race were the team that was partying instead, so that was not a lot of fun, but it's going to be a party when we wind up getting this game over the total. 961-962 on the betting board. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks on the road taking on the LA Dodgers as Justin May is going to be going for the Dodgers and Mad Bum living up to his name. He's going for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Madison Bumgarner and Total on this game is 8.5 with the Dodgers. They're between minus 290 and minus 305. Favorites are anywhere between plus 240 and plus 260 is the number on Arizona. And the DK Nation right up and the pick is going to be on the total on this game over. I am not going to give you guys some obscene money line. That would not be good. And by the way, another pro tip that we gave out a little bit earlier in the show. Take a look at a team's record in one-run games and... They're not playing a lot in general because with the LA Dodgers, they have been really good at winning games by multiple runs. They've got 102 wins this season, 89 have been by multiple runs. So don't have trepidation in laying this run line, even though it is a little bit chalkier, right around a minus 140. I'd be willing to lay up to a minus 150 in terms of this run line, and especially when you draw Mr. Bumgarner, as he has allowed at least four runs in eight out of his last nine starts. A 782 ERA in the span with opponents hitting a 348 off of them. Just has not been sharp in general and on the road for the season. Posting up about a 550 ERA going up against an LA Dodgers team that they're averaging 5.5 runs per game at home. The only team that's averaging more runs per game at home this season, that's Colorado Rockies. And that's because they play at a whole lot of elevation. And for Dustin May, he hasn't necessarily been impressive himself. He's made five starts this season as he began the season recovering from Tommy John surgery, and he's always been a relatively good swing and miss guy. He's only been getting eight strikeouts per nine innings last year. That was actually 13.7 in his very small sample size overall for his career. It's right around nine punch-outs per nine innings, so I do expect that to increase a little bit, but with that 348 ERA, it's a little bit deceiving because his first two starts came against the Miami Marlins, and 
The Miami Marlins have been on one of the worst offensive stretches I've ever seen in my life. They have scored three runs or fewer in 33 out of their last 39 games. And if I can't hit it, because we're limited on time here in the final segment, if I can't hit on that game, Cubs versus Marlins, just take a look at the under on the seven. I set my total below six and a half, so there's a pick on that game. But that's up with Dustin May. In his last three starts, the starts that he's made, not against the Miami Marlins, more like a 540 ERA, giving up three home runs in 15 innings. Hasn't offered a lot of length as well, going five innings or fewer in four out of his five starts this season, which that comes into play because you had both teams play a doubleheader yesterday. Now, the uh, LA Dodgers were a little bit more diligent with their bullpen use than the Arizona Diamondbacks, but the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen, that comes into play as well because I don't think that Madison Bumgarner is going to be long for this game and for the Diamondbacks. The only guy really that is reliable that has a sub-3 ERA got used in both games yesterday in Joe Mantiply. So that probably knocks him out of this one, though, I will say. Game two, he was only used for two pitches, so that helps him out a little bit. But still, just that awkwardness. I got to feel like that's not necessarily too terrific. But for the Diamondbacks, if you date back since August 9th, they've got a bullpen ERA that is 6.02. That is by far the most or the highest mark in the big leagues. No other team with more than a 5.21 ERA in this band. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've been able to supply the deep ball when they've been on the road. They're averaging right around 0.85 home runs per game at home this season. This goes up to about 1.35 home runs per game when they're on the road. Got a pair of guys in Dalton Varsho and, and Christian Walker who have been able to supply a combined 61 home runs. They've had a tough time moving the line as they're currently in the bottom 10 in the big leagues in terms of overall team batting average, but they've called up a couple of younger guys, Stone Garrett, Jake McCarthy, and then a young left fielder in Corbin Carroll, all hitting at least a 285 for this bunch. You've got Varsho hitting about a 285. Plus all-star break, Christian Walker has been able to hit above a 260. Emmanuel Rivera, since coming over from the Kansas City Royals, has been rock solid. And for the Dodgers, it's really the best lineup that you're able to find in the National League. As you got Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, all supplying between 20 and 22 home runs. With Smith, 350 on base. Freddie Freeman setting a 330. Trey Turner, a 304 with 20-plus stolen bases. Mookie Betts, he's been hitting a 270 north of 30 home runs. He has been magnificent. And then Justin Turner and Gavin Lux are both hitting above a 285. Yeah, there's struggles for the Dodgers in game two of that doubleheader of being able to generate runs. I don't think that they're going to have that against the Arizona Diamondbacks this time around. Now, for the Dodgers, they've been one of the better bullpens in the big leagues as you've had so many guys like Alex Vessia throwing their Caleb Ferguson and also someone in Evan Phillips that have been able to supply a sub-3 ERA, but I do think that the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be able to scratch off some runs against Dustin May and for Madison Bumgarner, I think that he's going to live up to the name Mad Bum. I think that he's given up a whole bunch of runs. And with the Dodgers, once again, I'm not going to be afraid to lay the run line here because they have won so many of their games by multiple runs. I think that they're going to do so here in what I think is going to be a high-scoring game. I felt like this total should have been closer to a 9.5. We're getting an 8.5, so my DK Nation pick is on the over. And I'm going to be taking a look at the LA Dodgers laying that run line as well. And then when it comes to a little bit more of an American League game, that stands out to me as well. How about if we go to 973-974 on the board? This is the Seattle Mariners on the road facing off against the Oakland A's. James Caprillion is going to be going for the A's, and Robbie Ray is taking the bump for Seattle. And Seattle is anywhere between a minus 205 to a minus 210 favorite between plus 180 and plus 186. The number on Oakland with 7 being the total. I needed at least a plus 180 to take a shot on the Oakland A's, and we have gotten there. And the bigger reason why... I'm going to be taking a look at the Oakland A's in the circumstances that Robbie Ray just has not been the same pitcher home to road. And 
Robbie Ray, he always has been someone that has been more than willing to give up the deep balls. Overall for the season, he's giving up 1.5 home runs per nine innings, which is the same number that he was giving up last year when he won the Cy Young. So when he was even pitching tremendously, he was still giving up home runs, but he just has not been the same pitcher when he's been on the road. Now, good news is Oakland is a very pitcher-friendly ballpark, but with Robbie Ray, 273 home Ray, giving up about 1.1 home runs per nine innings on the road. This goes up to more like 1.85 home runs per nine innings with a 5.08 ERA and opponents hitting 73 points higher off of him. And for James Caprillion on the flip side, it has been tough for him to just be able to locate and generalize his walks per nine rate. That's about four. It's not been too tremendous, but you take a look at what he's been able to do recently and he's had one or two blow up starts, but by and large, he's been able to do an okay job for this Oakland A's bunch as he has now given up two runs or fewer in three out of his last four starts, three earned runs or fewer in pretty much all but one out of his last 14 starts in terms of earned runs. He's given up a few unearned runs along that span. Now, a lot of these have been three as well, but in that time span, since really late June, he's been posting up about a 375 ERA. Opponents are going to 235 off of him. Walks need to come down as he's still been giving up four walks per nine innings, but he's also facing off against a Seattle Mariners team that they're without their top home run hitter in Eugenio Suarez. He's currently on the injured list, and for the Seattle Mariners, without him, that's just devastating because they've actually got the lowest batting average in the American League post-All-Star break. That's lower than the Oakland A's, and for the Oakland A's, they aren't necessarily a whole heck of a lot of anything special in terms of the bats, but Sean Murphy and Seth Brown have been able to supply a combined 41 home runs this season with Murphy. He's been able to about a 255 Seattle Mariners bullpen. It certainly has been lights out, but for the Oakland A's, a pair of guys at Sam Mall and AJ Puck have been able to do a good job. Mall unlikely to be available in this game, but the Oakland A's have been able to do a good job of being able to mix match in that bullpen, getting a plus 180 going to be willing to fire in there. And with the way that Robbie Ray has given up the deep ball, I'm going to be taking a look at the over as well. And something else I'm taking a look at is what's coming up next. Follow the money. Mitch and Paulie, they're coming up 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Football is here. The VEASAN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.